Everybody, I'm just trying to put you in a good mood with a nice, nice Paco Bells canon in My Chemical Romance. Once a young boy, my father took me into the city to join the Black Parade. He says, Will you defeat them? It's so funny how masculine one song is and how feminine another song is, but it's the same song. And I don't think a lot of people have realized that over the years. Because when you got My Chemical Romance, that's a song about a, a boy and his father. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see the black women are like, oh my god, a dress, it's the same, it's the same song, and then it goes, somewhere over the rainbow, same exact song, that chord progression will go and go and go and go forever, I see trees of green, and a black parade, my dad said, when you grow up, I think to myself, when I was a young boy, and I'm not saying it's like a plagiarism or anything like that. It, it's just a beautiful song that I think, uh, no one will never, uh, has never seen a Hyde video, could be in, uh, I'm going to check out Sam Hyde. Uh, this week, everyone keeps telling me to musical genius, ladies and gents and weirdos. Uh, well, there's more, there's a lot, there's a lot better musicians than me in this, in this, uh, flat earth. <laughs> I was having a great chat with a flat earther yesterday. I, I even told him straight up. I'm like, listen, I see the world as a globe. I'm going to keep seeing the world as a globe. I can't even do this right now. I'm like, so many institutions and assumed things are crumbling around me right now. This one's just not on the table. So uh, 
I, I respect you for, uh, you know, your own thing, but this one's not me. I'm not, I'm not on board this. It's almost like, uh, there's this one South park about the first time the boys saw a porno and it was about like a Lord of the Rings thing. And when, when token black saw it and he just comes out and he's like, guys, I'm out. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> That's how I feel about flat earth. Because something similar happened to me with uh, Evolution. I was listening to a Stefan Molyneux, who I'm a, a, a fan of and a friend of. So I figured he was just going to wipe the wipe the floor with this guy. You know, we're on a we're we're on tour and just listen to a bunch of podcasts. And one of them was uh, the Evolution debate with Stefan Molyneux and uh, and someone who doesn't believe in evolution. <clears throat> and I thought it was just going to be a massacre, and it wasn't at all. And I just remember thinking, like, I, I don't know if. Are we more things I have to rethink? Because the moths going from white to black and back to white again in uh, industrial England and the femurs in Wales as an appendage proving that they were once land animals, both have been disproven. Like the femurs and the whales have actually been shown that they're, they're part of them. It helps with mating. And then fossils don't have any organic material in them. So you can't actually date them. It's just the rocks. And the guy made a great point. He's like, if you right now saw like chihuahuas through Great Danes, you would think that that was the evolution of a dog when it was all in the same event. And um, he was like, we've never witnessed the creation of life out of nothing. And if it really did just happen out of nowhere, since it would just keep happening, even if it takes hundreds of millions of years, we would still see it right now because every hundreds of millions of years, it would start a, like, do you guys understand like how that the framing works? And he says that we've never witnessed bacteria become something else. We've seen the change, like adaptation happens all the time, but we've never witnessed the creation of a species. It can't be recreated in a lab or witnessed in nature. Those are the two things that prove a theory. That's why it's called the theory of evolution. Guys, I completely am I'm an evolution guy, but I'm also a science guy. And it was so weird for me to just be like, wait, what? Like, I never even thought about the fact that it's never been proved. Like, science can't explain what, how something became multi-celled. That's a fact. And I know enough about science to know their weaknesses. And if you read Tolstoy, uh, Tolstoy's A Confession is from the 1800s and he had the same problems with science that ha still haven't been answered. Science is awesome when you keep it, when you keep it uh, things that you can recreate or witness in nature with your senses, you know, primary data. And uh, that, that kind of messed me up a little bit. And I think, uh, so I'm not even willing to do the flat earth thing. I'm just out. I'm like token black. I'm like, the world's a globe. I can't do this. Um, yeah, the evolution from monkey thing, it, there, there's so many holes in it. And for the people out there right now being like, oh, big bears, an idiot. I, you know, I'm not an idiot. The main arguments are easily disproven and, and it makes people like, uh, really, really intelligent, rational people like Malinu, he was getting pissed and I was getting pissed because you're just like, What? Cause it's like, there is no smoking gun proof. 
It's weird, man. It's really creepy to think about. That's what sent me down that Darwin rabbit hole. Anyway, let's talk about today. So today we're going to talk about Kanye West leaves the uh, Democratic plantation. CNN freaks out, says some of the most insane stuff I've ever seen. Tom Arnold tries to fight Superman. Uh, the Daily Beast pulls a hilarious quote from me about Peterson. Uh, we're going to do some bear talk. The new hurricane comes out of nowhere, almost like the Jews did it. Tommy Robinson faces the most absurd backlash I've seen yet. Uh, who exactly are the people pro uh, promoting political correctness? There was an article in The Atlantic, uh, which I don't trust, but there were some good, uh, good points they made. All right, let's chat. Hi, everybody. Oh, the Negro is unhinged. Ash all day. Yeah, it's true. They said, Don Lemon said, this is what happens when Negroes don't read. I mean, these people are, woof, wild. All right, so I, I put up some stuff. Let's just go right down. So I thought this is hilarious. It's a picture for those of you just listening. Uh, and I've, I've, I've updated, or someone's updating. I don't know who it is. It might be Cod or Dolev or somebody. But my iTunes, Why Didn't They Laugh, which is just this audio for uh, podcasts, which is actually an even bigger audience, but I, I was being lackadaisical. I used to say lackadaisical. I think it's lackadaisical about updating it, but now it's up to date. So that's why I described the pictures. Uh, it's, it's pictures of snow, uh, polar bears. And it says, when Al Gore was born, there were 7,000 of us. Today, only 30,000 remain. Yeah, the global warming one freaked me out, man. I always just thought it was confirmed that global warming was this like impending doom and it's just all falling to shit. I had a hilarious conversation with uh, Dave Smith. I got to just read you part of this. This is just like, he's awesome. If, if those of you that don't know his podcast, part of the problem, I just did a, another one. I've been on it several times, but uh, he's, uh, he's a legend. Hang on one second. Uh, so... All right, this is me and Dave talking yesterday. Because there was a little blip in the stock market. And uh, I got suspicious of what was going on. It's tech, though. I think a lot of people, the Google uh, Breitbart article that came out about the, the good sensor, if you guys haven't read that, it's, it's so creepy. The good sensor. You know, they talk about how they want to censor speech on the internet and how it's for our own good, just like, just like cattle. Um, so I text Dave because Dave, um, Dave hates the Fed, like beyond. And he's also a Jew. And so that, these are factors for the conversation. And he won't mind me reading this. I even wrote to him, this is hysterical. Like, and he knows this. He's, he's, he's one of the most transparently honest, good people I know. Dave Smith, he's awesome. Anyway, so I wrote, um, Trump just publicly called out the, uh, the Fed. And... Uh, because he did. He said the Fed's losing its mind because the Fed raised interest rates a little bit. And he said, what did Trump say? I said, the Fed, the Fed lost its mind. He said, oh, yeah, I saw that. He's right and he's wrong. We have to raise rates eventually. The longer we will wait, the worse it's going to be. Um, it will all get blamed on Trump either way. At least he's connecting the Fed that the inevitable depression that's coming. Because, yeah, we have to pay the piper. The Fed is keeping things artificially low. But uh, the fact that Trump named the devil is no one talks about the Fed or even criticized the Fed ever. And I wrote, 
Yeah, just think the left is trying to tank the economy before the midterms. This is, this is my theory is uh, they can't do racist, bigot, homophobe anymore. They can't do Russia anymore. They can't do like it, their gun is out of bullets. So all they could possibly do is economy because Trump's economy is so ridiculously good that if they somehow uh, mess with the Fed, you know, maybe that could hurt us in the midterms. He wrote. Yeah, it's the Fed, not the left, though. The left are just useful idiots, and the cultural, cultural degeneracy breaks down any resistance to banksters gaining more control. It actually is the Jews. Not all, obviously. This is when it gets really funny. I wrote, um, yeah, but they, they'd use the right, I know, if they could. They are free agents. But in the current setup, it's the left. He wrote, yeah, for sure. Uh, they love the neocon shit, too. I guess you could argue it's different types of leftism. I said, how long has this been going down? And I said, which Jews? And how do they do it? <laughs> he wrote, since 1913, the bankers took over the country little by little. It's all Woodrow Wilson, like everything else. I wrote, what percentage of Jews are in on this? And he wrote, very small. But the percentage of this that is Jews is pretty damn high. I wrote, is it a specific strain of Jew? And do I know any personally? I'm being dead serious. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm like, do I know like my Jews? And he wrote, I don't know, and probably not. And I just wrote, by the way, this conversation is hysterical. He wrote, oh, yeah. So uh, check out part of the problem. He's, he's awesome. But uh, I just thought that you guys would enjoy that conversation, just this, innocent, this, this kind of innocent take on like, Dave, you're one of them. Tell me which ones I have to watch out for. Because <laughs> it's true. That's why there's an, uh, a suspicion of Jews. And, I, and a Jew wrote me uh, a very interesting letter that I'm going to read. But it's a small percentage. But they're doing really bad shit. But it's a small percentage of the big group of Jews. This is why I focus on this. Because I do get a little obsessive about this. Uh, that are just sucking nations and economies dry. But it's not Jews. and that Because whites get the same shit with white privilege. And that's why I want to better... Uh, the word educate is so condescending though, but it's almost like, like the way people talk about white privilege is so obviously annoying and insane. Uh, there are privileged, privileged white people because their parents generation after generation were married and they educated their own children. And, and there was, um, you know, black people in America had a rougher start when it came to slavery and Jim Crow, even though there were white slaves, but the original Irish goodbye, I'm trying to work on a bit about this right now. If any of you guys have any uh, ideas, hit it in the comment section. Because the Irish, there was a bigger percentage of the Irish population out of Ireland that became slaves than blacks. Uh, my, some of my ancestors came here in 1710 as slaves. But I'm trying to work on a bit that that was the first Irish goodbye. Because the Irish goodbye is when you leave without saying bye. So you got the Irish and the blacks, they're all slaves. And then the Irish are like, all right, this is all right. This is great. We're all slaves. And then they're like... Oh, and they just, they just bailed <laughs> because that was the advantage whites had is they could blend in with the, with the non-slaves uh, blacks, uh, very easy to, to spot in a crowd. Don't get me wrong. There were Northern blacks that owned slaves. Uh, but the original Irish goodbye was, uh, your Irish accent is atrocious says gay horse bear. Yeah. I, I, the only accent I can do is, uh, is, uh, the lead singer at Coldplay. I can do like uh, sad British, like Eeyore British is all I got. 
I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. I just got distracted by the chat. Dude, I, I, I leave without saying bye all the time. Holy shit, I didn't know it was the cause of my Irish blood. The Irish goodbye. So funny, Irish accent needs some work. Oh yeah, totally. Big Bear not good at ac accents. I get it, Hannah Bear. Thank you. Uh, so, so yeah. So it's the same problem with white privilege. When people say like white people are privileged, it's kind of like saying Jews are overthrowing our nation. It's bullshit. I mean, think about all the whites you know that are struggling just like anyone else. And it isn't, it isn't the skin color that gives you your privilege. It's just a group of whites that are extremely privileged. Um, it's similar with the Jews. There is a small group of really, really crazy Jews doing some really, really bad stuff to, uh, they're trying to degrade our culture so that it's an easy overthrow. And I got a really cool, oh, I also got a, uh, a nice criticism, like a, an intense criticism, but, but smart, not, not schizophrenic. So I'll read that too, and then we'll get more into the, the day. Hugepianist.com to buy one of my specials. PayPal.me slash Feed the Bear if you want to send me a note and put a little honey in my jar. All right, because this is a voluntary-based system. Patreon.com slash WDTL. There's no advantages to being a Patreon. Uh, I'm just trying to get as much out there as possible. It's for people that have a little extra honey and want to keep uh, comedy going and be part of, uh, part of the culture wars. But it's not necessary, and if, and if you're at all hurting on cash... Don't give me a red cent. I wonder why they call it red cent. Is that commie stuff? All right, anyway. Benjamin, just want to send a quick message to let you know that the point you made on self-destructive nature of leftist Jews is spot on. As a Jew, I've met many of these people and can understand why it's hard for some on the right to believe they could honestly be this way, that there must be ulterior motives. Uh, let me just bring this down to the other monitor. I'm trying to make improvements, so I'm not just always reading like an idiot. Uh, these are the same people who created the reform movement in the late 19th century in Germany. After thousands of years of persecution, we were safe. Berlin was the new Jerusalem. The idea of returning and rebuilding the temple was declared obsolete, so the local synagogue became the temple. If you've ever wondered, this is why you'll hear some Jews today, like Brett Weinstein, refer to going to temple and some Jews using synagogue or shul instead, like Ben Shapiro. It's not conscious any more than it's just part of the language, but that's where it comes from. Of course, virtually all of these idealistic anti-Zionistic Jews were wiped out by the Nazis shortly after, along with the rest of us who couldn't escape. You are 100% spot on to say they should know better, and there is a long history of them failing to do so. Keep uh, putting the truth out there. Chaim, Ben. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's spot on. And so it's weird. When I'll call uh, some of that behavior out, I'll get it from, from um, people think I'm being anti-Semitic, but I'm really not. I'm identifying a trend that could lead to some really bad stuff. Because it's not, I don't even, there's people that are going to correct me about like, what does anti-Semite mean? Who are really Semites? You know, you got the Ashkenazis and the Sephardics. Just like the flat earth thing, like, I'm not, like, I'm not going down those roads. And it's not because I'm, I'm scared of the truth, man. It's because I have a lot on my plate as it is. I'm trying to really figure out a lot of complicated riddles in this war. And uh, that, that's not helpful for me to do. But that's just, um. Uh, that's just my opinion on that. All right. Chris writes me criticism, which I always appreciate when it's like this. This is the way to do it. It's not like, Big Bear, I, I love watching you spiral. It's time to kill yourself. Like, that isn't criticism. That's you uh, wishing you had a mirror. All right. But this is legit. And this is, uh, all right. Hey, Big Bear, I listened to your Nick Kroll opinion several times yesterday. And I'm writing because I either don't see what you do or there's something more concerning happening. 
I've seen both seasons of the show, the, the Big Mouth one, because I said that it was sexualizing children. I think it's funny at times and generally entertaining, but I don't see that it legitimize, legit, legitimately sexualizes kids. It's a show about going through puberty, and apparently a lot of the uh, characters' quirks and situations come from Kroll and other writers' real lives. I think the child characters um, further help as story devices uh, to introduce imagery into imaginary characters such as the various hormone monsters and the shame wizard. Hearing you speak yesterday, having seen the show and heard interviews with Kroll reminded me of the lefties attacking attacks on you after the hog tweets. For those of you that don't know, I said, uh, uh, David Hogg, he's not old enough to have pubes, so he can't tell grown men not to own guns. I was kicked off Twitter for that. And people still to this day say that I'm obsessed with child pubes. So your point, I understand your point. You did not sexualize a minor. You simply had one as a character and a story you told. And that was, uh, stripped of context and purpose and presented as a representation of what you supposedly intended. And the backlash began. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope there's something I missed, but it seems like you kind of did the same thing regarding this show. I worry that the argument you presented treads too closely to a leftist attack on something they don't like. Stripping away context, assuming intent, and renouncing it is deviant. We can't use their weapons that concedes that we accept their changes to the rules of war. A dramatic metaphor, but you get the idea. Again, I'm way off, uh, if I'm way off, I'll own it. Just give me some consideration. Thanks for reading Chris, a.k.a. Rock Bear. That's that's a great criticism and made me really think. So I appreciate that. So I'm going to go through what you said and what I think. The main difference between the leftist attack and what I did is I actually believe what I'm saying. When the left did that to me about hog, they don't actually believe that. They know it's not true. And they're um, they're banking on people's lack of education on me and on context to make their point. Uh that that's a big difference. But what you're saying, oh, listen, me five years ago, I would not have thought they were sexualizing children before I understood what's like how deranged uh, Hollywood has gotten and how LGBTQ AI is now P they're trying. They are actually trying to normalize pedophilia. That's that's a, a major agenda. There's there's cartoon characters of underage people having boners and masturbating and being naked, jumping on beds. And after uh, Elsa Gate on YouTube and after the things I've seen personally in Hollywood and know about and James Gunn and all this stuff, I don't trust them at all. I give them no uh, leeway whatsoever. I assume zero innocence. I know how they think and work and how the next thing to break down in society is sexualizing of children. I, I saw them all turn on me when I said uh, hormone blockers of five year olds is bad. And they, and they, that whole thing is based on trying to make consent. If you can consent to a sex change at five, you can have sex with a five year old. That's one of the main moves of that. Now, Chris, I think that you are probably a, a good dude who assumes the best in people. And you probably just saw this and listen, you may be right. I don't know. And here's another difference. I'm not calling for a banning. I'm not uh, in a position to ban it. I'm not saying any of that stuff. I, I would ask people to not watch it if they, if they find that stuff offensive and let the free market dictate, even though I know the free market has been compromised. But I like how you think. And I wanted your thought to be put out there into the rest of the world because I think that how you wrestled with this and how you came up with a valid point is great. And I like to be kept in check, but I 
personally disagree and that's okay. I see something different in that show that you see. Granted, I probably have a bit more um, paranoia, but I think it's completely justified because I know they, you know, uh, a, a movie about a 38 year old gay uh, having sex with a 17 year old boy uh, is up for an Oscar. And when they said that that one act, uh, that one director, I remember Whoopi Goldberg and many others, uh, when he gave her quaaludes and, and champagne, a 13 year old and, and anally raped her, they said that that wasn't real rape and he was still a genius. I know how sick these people are. And I know that uh, children are the last taboo frontier and they can't, uh, they can't stop. It's an expanding taboo culture and they won't stop with children and they have to get children. It's like part of the satanic uh, deal. So I think the disagreement between me and you, Chris, is I think I'm a bit more of a, a to, to use your war metaphor, I'm kind of a grizzled vet and you're like, uh, you're more of this like good guy. It's like, hey man, why do we need to use, you know, why do we need to bomb everything first? It's like, well, I've, I've held my, my, my friends dying in my arms. I'm just going with your, your metaphor. And also I just, uh, it sexualizes children, but you might just not see it. It's all good. It's all good. I love you for that though. And I just wanted to use that as an example of uh, what, what criticism can be and, uh, and how much respect I have for you guys for, for not treating me like some sort of idol of truth. Trust me, that's very, very helpful. Okay, so Kanye West is a great cartoon. There's, um, we got a runaway and they're holding Kanye West and there's a plantation. And that's, uh, it was made by conservativedailynews.com. That's so true. Uh, Don Lemon, who's basically uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character from, from that slave movie. What was that? That's that movie about the, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Django Unchained. Remember Sam Jackson's character where you have this, uh, this viciously racist black uh, house servant. That is, uh, that is Don Lemon. And Don Lemon said, quote unquote, this is what happens when, uh, when Negroes don't read. Know your place, boy. Uh, and this is, this is opening up a lot of black males. I see it with a few of my friends where they would have probably just blissfully been Democrats the rest of their lives and not thought about it until they saw that they weren't allowed to not think that. That's a major, major problem for any freedom-loving person. And I had an interesting back and forth with uh, Michael Che from SNL last night on, on uh, Instagram. I think I, I put that up here. I'll get to that. But he's always been a cool dude. I've always liked him. I, I've hung with him a bunch of times. He's been, he's been cool as shit. But he said that, uh, he said that Republican women are, are been abducted. And so he's referring to my wife, my mother-in-law, I think secretly my mother, uh, most of my extended family, you know, I, I'm, I'm around a lot of Republican or at least conservative thinking women a lot. And so I, I took that as offensive. That's like, if I said, uh, something about the blacks. So I, I basically said that and he jumped in before I didn't even tag him in the first one. And he was like arguing with some nurse. My mother-in-law's a nurse too. So I'm starting to get a little like, so I, I, I tagged him yesterday. And we had an interesting back and forth and he, uh, and he called me a, a redneck and I said, we prefer our word. I thought that was kind of funny. All right. This is interesting. 
Billionaire Minecraft creator says the left has literally been taken over by e- taken over by evil. Uh, what's his name? Self-made billionaire and Minecraft creator Marcus Person said that the political left has literally been taken over by evil. Tweeting from his verified at N-O-T-C-H account to 3.7 million followers. The 39-year-old Swede wrote, quote unquote, I know people don't like it when I point this out, but the left has been taken over by evil, adding, and I mean that literally. Person has proven himself willing to address political issues in the past, having previously tweeted, it's okay to be white while arguing that white privilege is a quote-unquote made-up metric, which he's absolutely right. And uh, we'll see more and more of that now. It's only going to get crazier, uh, assuming the Jews don't just keep making hurricanes. By the way, I said that to uh, my wife and mother-in-law last night. I said, do you think the Jews made this hurricane? (laughs) And, uh, And I had crossed a line with that one. They laughed, hoping I was joking. But... I had to talk with Alex Jones about this. There is, there is a technology where you can make rain and why, why couldn't you, you know, like if there's like a Valley, you can seed the air and make it rain. Uh, I wonder if they can make hurricanes. That's all I'm, that's all I'm asking. Cause this one came out of nowhere and, uh, it just seems real timely for the midterms. It seems like it reeks of the fed and by the Jews, I don't mean all the Jews. I just went into detail about a small strain of real wackos. All right. This is crazy. Soldier in Tommy Robinson's video to be discharged. So Tommy is loved in England. Beloved. He's, he's loved. And this leads me to another point that came out in the Atlantic about who is really uh, pushing political correctness. Everyone hates it. And we have this image that the blacks as Don Lemon likes to call them, or the Negroes that Don Lemon likes to say, uh, are all on board this bullshit, and they're not at all. 75% of black Americans think that the world has gotten too politically correct. 88% of Native Americans, Indians, whatever you want to call them, you know, the basket, not dot, feather, not dot. Uh, So who's pushing this? This is why I'll never have white pride. And this is uh, a point I really want to hammer home. I hate, and I'm using the word hate, a huge amount of white people. And because uh, they're causing all the problems. <clears throat> it's, it's white people over $100,000 a year income are the only group in America that isn't majority against political correctness. It's the only group. Hispanics are like 80% against political correctness in America. Okay. And so who are these people? They are social advocates. How many of them are black? 3%. And this is a leftist publication published this. The Atlantic is not exactly Breitbart. They are left. And so they're even calling out their own. And I've been saying this for years. The people that drive me insane are these rich, not the super rich. That's the irony. The super rich whites in America, a lot of them are some of the coolest people I've ever met. You know, the, the, the business owners, the people that work really hard, you know, like over a million a year, guys, a lot of them, it almost reverts back to the, to normal people. It's like a hundred thousand to 400,000 a year, these fucking people. And they have like a BA an MA, you know, they're just terrible. And these are the people pushing this nonsense. So anyway, in England, Tommy Robinson's beloved, and it's not just whites. Uh, everybody 
loves Tommy Robinson and they sing songs when he goes by and stuff. And so it's not a racial thing. That's what this small group of assholes is trying to convince everybody that we're divided by race when in fact we're not at all. We're not divided by anything. There's a group of people trying to treat us like cattle. And yes, they're Jews, but it's a small group of Jews. Anyway, so these soldiers all take pictures with Tommy and they take a video of Tommy and they're like, they're like, yo, Tommy, Tommy, you know? And so this dude's getting discharged now, the, the soldier. And, and the British government took all their cameras because they can't like Tommy Robinson. Tommy Robinson is a normal man in a time of non-insanity. He's just a guy that stands up for women and children, for his community, uh, for his nation. He's just the normal good guy, you know, just has balls, likes, likes good times, likes his mates, you know. But in a time of madness, which we're living in right now, the soy apocalypse, he's seen as this threat. And, and we all have to just support guys like him um, that are being messed with because it's, it's insane, and it'll end with the degradation of everything good. It'll end with just absolute madness. So that's one reason why I've, I've started developing a, a very um, exact and I don't have any mercy anymore when it comes to people that I understand are really pushing this leftist narrative because I don't want to have to use my guns on people. That sounds so bad. I mean, second only to having loved ones die or seeing innocents die would be is killing people yourself is it takes such a toll on your soul like i've known a lot of uh, people that have killed a lot of people in war and there's something that that happens you know that's one reason why you need rules in war because one of my buddies who went awol his whole his whole uh his whole group did i don't know what what the designation would be is is uh i don't know i don't even know if they still use platoon I don't know, whatever, but their captain had, had his legs blown off and they watched him die for 20 minutes and it bothered them so much that they went AWOL and started just killing everybody that he said was Muslim-ish in Afghanistan. And that is what I think drove them really insane. Because if, if you're going by the chain of command and uh, the rules of war, you can, you can handle it. But if you're doing it as yourself, even even in because like when, when all the, the hormones go down and the war, you go back home and you're just walking through Costco and you don't have that like surge that makes you uh, a warrior or a coward, things get very real. And that's when the heroin comes in and the fentanyl and the self-destructive behavior. I mean, he was hiking. He hiked Mount Baker in a diaper and it was negative 30. And he ran up in a diaper, completely naked, and ran down, just smiling, just hoping something would kill him. But he was so strong that the only thing that would kill him was fentanyl. Um, so I pray to God that we don't have physical violence. And with Hillary Clinton saying, don't be civil anymore to anyone who disagrees. And um, that's, that's just craziness. And as crazy as I am, I've never advocated any of that. I've only been vague like dangerously vague at times with actual pedophiles and that guy that beat a woman in public on camera. I've never been um, like that with just thoughts. I would never advocate kicking or punching or mobbing someone of another thought than you, because then we're done. You know that what they're, what, what the left is doing now with uh, Booker saying when they go low, we kick them and stuff like that. 
don't do that. Like Scott Adams is pro-choice. I'm viciously pro-life. I think Scott Adams is a genius. And not only would I not uh, physically attack him, I would love to have dinner with him or, or hang out with him and stuff. You see what I mean? Like, and you know me, you know how much that, that, that would piss me off. It's still his ideas. You, you don't have a right to take another man's thoughts or like, you know, mess with that. People have a right for ideas. Now, if, if he used a forceps on a, on a baby and squished their, their head, that's a different story. Now we have a problem, but, uh, ideas are ideas and and the only like we have such a wonderful society and it's so rare to just have our ideas the gridlock in, in dc is good like the way it was designed the way the republic is designed is to have the three branches always at each other's throat and not live in the same neighborhood and all collude with the with the media we don't want them to be too efficient because that efficiency would just lead to them taking all our freedom uh, someone sent me this parents have read it what lessons have to try to teach your uh, kids to completely backfire? Someone wrote this. By teaching them gender as a social construct, my son, whom I dress as a girl his entire childhood, came home one day and threatened to kill my wife and I because, quote unquote, I ruined his childhood. At age four, he wanted to be a girl, so we let him. He is 16 now, and he told me I was supposed to, quote unquote, bring him up as a successful adult and not a victim. I was shocked because the people on TV and Huffington Post articles told me I'm supposed to let them decide when they're four years old. Uh, that's very true. And Amy felt bad recently about disciplining, uh, disciplining um, Walter by putting him in timeout when uh, he was just throwing a, a tantrum or something. And I'm like, don't ever feel bad about that. The reason he's such a good kid is because we put restrictions on him and, and we, and we uh, discipline him. Because without that, that's what spoiling is. Spoiling is not showing enough care. Spoiling doesn't come from love. It comes from not showing enough care to do the hard truths and say, nobody, like, no. That, that, that's not easy for any parent. Like, you, you, have, you have an instinct all the time. I do. Just to give them gummies and let them stay up all night and jump on the bed and punch me in the face um, because it makes him happy. And that's easy. Like, I have that instinct completely, but I love him too much to ever do that. Uh, so instead, you have to do the hard truths and, and let him be mad and let him throw a fit and don't engage with his fit. And um, I think if you do that well enough, early enough, you don't ever have to hit him. Because I try not to be too judgmental of other parents and their, and their choices of parenting. But I think if you start early and are very consistent with your guidelines and with your non-engagement of bad behavior, I think you can avoid um, spanking. That's just my theory. But uh, I've known a lot of great parents who spank. So I'm, 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 I'm all about the non-abuse of children, but I can't fully get on board the, the, the all spanking is bad because I've some of my like some of my uh, most successful friends that are parents have spanked their kids and their kids turned out a lot better than uh, I turned out in a lot of ways and I was never spanked. So I don't know who who fucking knows, man. I just I could never hit the kids because I I don't trust my own temper. I think the only way it would even be uh, possible at all. A it's bad because it associates uh, force 
with uh, with discipline. I, I see all the, the negatives. And also, I don't trust that I wouldn't do it when I'm pissed. And that's always bad. If you're like, you're, you little shit, and you like hit your kid, the only way I can ever see it working is if it's absolutely cold-blooded. There's no joy or emotion or anger or anything and it's uh consistent and it's rare that's the only time i could ever see it working and i am absolutely not capable of that i know that about myself and so if i use emotion to to discipline with violence that would literally create uh a terrible cycle in my child that i am responsible for all right continuing this is hilarious so Daily Beast wrote an article about Jordan Peterson and they quoted uh, one of my quotes in here and the choice they used is, uh, is funny. So Will Summer or Somer, funny shit, buddy. So love me some Jordan Peterson, but nope, tweeted Shapiro. Peterson received perhaps his harshest criticism from Owen Benjamin, a comedian who gained a foothold in the intellectual dark web with a series of comedy videos aimed at political correctness. Benjamin, who was banned from Twitter in April after attacks on Parkland survivor David Hogg, ranted about his one-time ideo uh, ideological ally on YouTube. In a video, Benjamin compared Kavanaugh's confirmation battle to the 19th century Dreyfus affair uh, and accused Peterson of selling out the intellectual dark web and creating an opening for, quote-unquote, female tyranny. Quote-unquote, this is going to fuck Peterson, Benjamin continued. <laughs> quote-unquote, he's not going to be able to afford as many fancy suits. Peterson, who didn't respond to a request for comments, struggled to tamp down the controversy with a blog post Tuesday explaining at the length his reasons for finding Kavanaugh too controversial, Supreme Court saying, quote unquote, it was an error for me to use Twitter to express such thoughts. All right, blah, blah. By the way, his apology was terrible. Uh, I'm not going to go into Lobstergate again because it's a little, it's tedious even for me. I, I can't imagine what it's like for you guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, he thought that the Supreme, he thought Kavanaugh was for chief justice of the Supreme Court. This is a guy who talks about how he uses every word precisely. And now he's blaming Twitter. And now he's trying to get everyone to, he's like, maybe I should get off Twitter. And everyone's like, no, but they're not saying no. Have you seen the comments on his shit? People are like, you betrayed us. Fuck you, Peterson. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think it's insane. He did exactly what I predicted. He just got, he wrote pages of just, convoluted everything's so complex bullshit it's just it's so dumb i'm not even i don't even care anymore though i'm completely over it i'm just now seeing him as like a, an interesting fella and i just kind of analyzed what was wrong with me that made me look up to him for so long and uh i'm trying to work on that in myself like not uh not requiring so many strong men in my life that I look up to is more than more than people. So that one's on me. All right, here's a quick ad. Uh, I showed this a couple. The only ads I do are for myself because uh, it's one one step away from the devil's penis. But uh, Base Texan made this made this a couple episodes ago. But if you want Persona Non Grata, it's at hugepianist.com. Check this out. Please welcome my good friend, 
their very talented, the cult leader, Mr. Owen Benjamin. Captain Spire just said he tried to fast forward past that during a live stream and then a frowny face. What you couldn't just watch that that fun thing for a minute. Someone just said something hysterical. I think it was Hank. Somebody said uh, that I'm half a good guy, half insane. Well, that's kind of right where you want your artists, you know, because that's what I am. I'm not a political figure. I'm never going to run for office. Uh, I'm not a religious figure. The fact I believe in God. Uh, it, it used to just be completely normal, by the way. I'm just a normal dude in an insane time. It's kind of like Tommy Robinson's a similar situation where it's like, I now have been getting asked uh, a lot of religious questions in emails. Guys, I'm not very knowledgeable on the Bible. I, I understand uh, the morality. I believe in it. I, uh, I can quote some verses. I get the gist. I think it's very important to go directly to the Bible and not listen to uh, a Catholic priest like I did as a child. But there are so many better people to ask these questions to. I am not. I, I'll tell you exactly what I'm an expert in. Men and women, um, human nature, public speech, some aspects of history, seeing trends in things and seeing patterns in things that other people don't see. That's it. That's my expertise. Everything else, there are so many better places to find uh I'm great with relationship advice if you want to ask me that stuff. But when it comes to religious stuff, I, I would be you would know I was insane if I started being like, come to me to help understand the Bible more. Y you can see me living it, which is always a good thing. But uh, yeah, I'm telling I'm telling you something, man, for a guy that I've heard a lot of I'm now realizing to be false rumors and slander and stuff about Vox Day is incredibly, incredibly smart. That guy, uh, he's an incredible resource of information. He's read so much. He called the Peterson thing way early. I, uh, I respect that guy. I think that he is a, a, um, a bit of a casualty of the slander wars about human beings. He's not a Nazi. He's not a white supremacist. He's definitely got some extreme ideas, but so does all of the left. Like it, that, that's one thing about Ben Shapiro that, that I always thought was weird that he, he talks so much shit about Alex Jones, but he would go on the view like the view. It's a den of snakes. I'd go on the view, but I'd also go on Alex Jones. I think Alex Jones is a great guy. I think the view is a bunch of cunts and I would go on there in a heartbeat. He went on Bill Maher. Bill Maher is a pedophile apologist. That's why, like, I know I'll get shit for uh, respecting Vox Day because I've had people, some of my conservative friends, even just being like, oh, you got to stay clear of anybody on the alt-right. It's like, bitch, that's exactly what they told me about you. It's like this whole water, the shame waterfall is insane. And as long as you're not in the mindset of... Uh, idolizing human beings, which I'm, I'm really breaking that cycle in myself, you know, cause of what happened with me and Rogan and then Peterson, where I just, I was way too into these guys. As long as you're not in that boat and you don't let someone control your, not control, but heavily influence your thoughts, be friends and like anybody. 
I have friends that are socialists and socialism to me is, 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 is idea cancer. Like my dad is like a full blown Democrat, like full blown. Like that's my father, you know? So why the hell wouldn't I be, um, friends with anybody if I thought they were smart. And I just think, uh, there's not a lot of people that have read a lot of base source material, you know, like old school we used to call them in, in history, we call them primary sources. Primary sources are so interesting. Like I, I wrote my senior thesis about the Holocaust in college and I would interview survivors, like people with, you know, um, the tattoo, like the number tattoo and stuff. Cause Oswego, New York was the only city in all of America to take in Jews during the Holocaust where I'm from. And we didn't have a lot to take pride in. So that's, a, you know, we kind of took pride in that. And so there was a, a decent amount of Jewish assimilation and that's why I didn't even know what, um, what anti-Semitism was growing up because I'm from like a real redneck, small town fight, beer, work hard, you know, Catholic church on, you know, you get hammered on Saturday and get in a fight and then you go to Catholic church on Sunday. The whole town is just bars and, and churches and nuclear power plants that got shut down by government regulation. And, uh, and so I always found it very interesting talking directly to people that have that have experienced really intense stuff so you don't read huffington post you read what they're reporting on and the more we see of this fake news media the more important that is that you go back and you actually read the book they're referencing you know i've i've never read mein kampf i'm gonna read it i just uh i have a lot of weird emotions about buying it though but i've realized that i've never read mein kampf I was a World War II history major in college. Adolf Hitler is my hero. I'm just kidding. But like, I've never read it. I have no idea what the hell the guy said. No, I just know everybody's interpretation. All I know is these uh, hilarious group of leftist professors. No, no, liberal professors, not leftists, because they were, uh, they showed how to mock the left brilliantly. They translated Mein Kampf, except they, they took out Jews and just put in men. And they got it published by like major feminist papers. How hysterical is that? Um, has that, any of you guys ever read, uh, Mein Kampf? It's probably boring. Yeah, I bet it's not written very well. You should record an audiobook of Mein Kampf. Uh, I mean, that's, that's trolling to a level I don't know if I'm capable of. Coddington, yeah, I'm the only one here briefly while my laptop renders video. Coddington, he's, uh, he's cutting together a, uh, the West Palm show. And it looks beautiful, buddy. It actually might look slightly better than the Atlanta show because I think you had more cameras. Uh, but the Atlanta show, I just love that. That's why I'm selling that one at hugepianist.com. One dollar of every every uh, one sold goes right to our sweet boy, Coddington Bear. Mein Kampf is written very well. I got to read it. I got to read it. See, this is the problem, though, with... Uh, with that shit. And, and if any of you guys are actually uh, deep in this ideology or whatever, I would like to understand the, the major fallacy I see, and I can't unsee it, and I can never listen to any of those people because of this, is when people say, like, name the Jew or the Jew, how do they get around the fact that most Jews are just hardworking, good people in your society and that it's a small group of really fucked up people that, that are Jews? How do they get around that? Because when I hear the Jew, I hear the same thing as, as white male patriarchy, toxic masculinity. It's the same bullshit that I hate about the left. So that's what I want to understand. 
uh, because I can't ever respect anybody that sees it as all Jews because that's literally, I might as well be talking to, um, you know, the, the Brown university fucking girls lacrosse team at that point. It's just man, white man, white man, Petra, white man, Pepe, treat guns like they're loaded. Not all Christians practice the same. Of course not because Jews want revenge for genocide. I don't know. I don't want to go down the Jew thing today. I was having a great day. All right, what do we got here? See, this is one reason why I went so emotional uh, against Peterson and got so pissed. Is because you have to understand what happened to Kavanaugh. I really don't think a lot of people understood just how fucked this guy was being treated. And everybody that stood up for Peterson when he was being fucked, which he was, when people were calling him uh, uh, all these names and we stood up for him and felt for him and had empathy for him. I think that's one reason why I like overcommitted to the guy is because I saw him as someone I needed to protect. And so I always felt protective because when people were calling him all these names, it weren't true. So when he said that Kavanaugh should step down and then he read his, uh, he wrote his manifesto after explaining and apologizing for nothing. This is, you know, a few weeks old at this point, but USA Today, the U.S. Senate may yet confirm Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, but he should stay off basketball courts for now when kids are involved, writes somebody. And there's a picture of this good guy with all these young girl basketball players who need a good male role model in their life. And that's very important. They're implying he fucks kids. Like, that's so insane that anybody that doesn't in that moment if you're going to make a mistake with Kavanaugh, if I'm going to forgive a mistake, it's over liking him in that moment, not criticizing some of his policies or, you know, his fourth amendment caves over the years or something else like that. But the personal, like engaging with the outrage of what happened is unforgivable to me. That guy was being shamed to a degree that we can't understand. And that's coming from someone who's been shamed bad. This is another thing that pissed me off about Peterson. He's like, if anybody knows, it's me. No, you don't. I don't know what the hell that guy went through. That guy was, was being put into one of the most powerful positions in the world. He's a father of young girls. He's a basketball coach of girls. And everywhere, all the time, people are just repeating his name as a sexual deviant. I have no idea what that feels like. I've been called a million names and been shamed and kicked off social media. That's a drop in the ocean of what that man was facing. And to not, the only accident or the only misstep I would forgive in that is the other direction where it's like, Kavanaugh is the greatest. Because how can you look at someone being beaten like that so unfairly and, and siding with the, the people beating them? And one of the reasons I brought up Vox Day is he just uh, had a video yesterday about Peterson that I listened to where he analyzes, he does a, he does a, a surgical analysis of Peterson's apology line by line and good Lord, try refuting what he does. And, uh, it's literate, it's literary, it's historical, it's, it's psychological. It's just like, I, I was listening to it. I just started laughing at how stupid I was. 
and how obvious some of these points he was making were that I just didn't see, you know? It's an interesting time to be alive. And I'm glad I get to do it with you guys because, uh, you know, showing mistakes, showing vulnerabilities, showing anger, showing happiness, showing joy, showing growth. I get compliments all the time, not just from Fleckus. By the way, how great was that guy yesterday? But uh, all kinds of people saying it's not, it's not, it's my community that I always get the most amount of um, respect for. And that's you guys. And I'm proud to be at the center of it, but that's just because I'm tall and loud and can talk alone in a room. It's just my skill set. But the community we built and how we show these things to each other and growth and despair and all that stuff, it's, it's what's missing. It's what is intentionally being kept from us so that we're, we act like docile cattle. And I'm glad that I can, be with, I can do this with you guys. I think we have something really special. So uh, much love. All right, what else we got here? Uh, this is from ACLU. Breaking. The Trump administration just decided to give your boss the power to deny you birth control coverage because of, quote-unquote, moral objections. I mean, somebody said, uh, no abortion, no birth control, no maternity leave, no health care for your kids, no care for you. This is what the war on women looks like. No, it doesn't. It's not what the war on women looks like. Uh, they just don't, they, we want to give, uh, uh, businesses a right to pay you however they want. You don't have to pay for someone's abortion. That's, that's the thing that people are intentionally not understanding that the main thing is that we don't want to pay for your abortion. I don't want there to be any abortions, but I think the fight, the political fight on that would require almost as much force the other direction which all it does is uh, give the government more stormtrooper ability, which I am not cool with. That's why I'm so community-oriented and family-oriented, because that's where good can really go down, is we have to, as a culture, start shaming abortion again and telling our daughters and our sons that it's wrong. <clears throat> and that way, you just you can retreat from it. But in the meantime, we don't fucking pay for it. And... Uh, the war on women is, is feminism. Feminism uh, tricks women. There's, there were some amazing comments on yesterday's video. This one woman's like, I'm 40. I, I bought the whole bullshit that empowerment was uh, working and not being tied down by a man, blah, blah. And she's like, and now I see it. And now it's a little late. You know, you see that all the time. But those people will never be um, in these a ACLU. will never tweet about those people because there is an active... Uh, push to dismantle everything that keeps us strong because we're all as individuals we can all be very weak you know but as consenting as a consensual group not these forced demographic nonsense bullshit i'm talking about your family your community your 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 city your state and then the government then your nation <clears throat> as as those consenting relationships we can be so strong and we can withstand anything and that's why they're trying to take down um, the institutions to keep us strong. Uh, the song that we wrote is now on T-shirts. I think I might have shown this yesterday. I can't remember. But How They Rule You, written by the Bears about Tommy Robinson. They're now, it's still a, a war cry. And that's very important. That's why it's important to um, defend those of us that are being attacked. It's uh, the people that turn their back on 
on those of us that are being attacked are, are just so disgusting to me. I'm, I'm truly disgusted by them, the cowardice of it. Where as soon as like people were, were coming at me, some of my fancy shiny friends uh, turned away. And by the way, life doesn't go well for those people. And you don't have to inflict any kind of revenge on them at all. Just watch what happens to their life. Watch their, their families, how people treat them. Watch the disrespect they get from their wives, their children. Watch them just, their art goes to shit. It's just, there's no surviving that. All right, what do we got here? Oh, this is uh, our neighbor brought us some moonshine. And so uh, Charlie had most of it and passed out. I'm just kidding. We obviously didn't give our baby moonshine. But uh, yeah, we can make our own. We just, we press the apples and make moonshine. And someone was like, oh, way to rat out your neighbor. I'm like, I don't give a, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that law. I don't respect it one bit. I will do videos making moonshine if I want to. And come for me, Gamork. I am a Treyu. <laughs> That's a ridiculous law that you can't make your own moonshine. Fuck you. You know, and I didn't say which neighbor. I have three. Try and investigate. We'll clamp down. Uh, no, I'm gr That's one of the reasons I'm planting a bunch of apple trees. Because I want to be able to just uh, make my own cider and, and shit like that. It's going to be great. All right, what do we got here? Oh, oh, sorry. I should have warned people. I forgot that that was this. This is a horrifying image. This is from Vice, though. This is not exactly. This is hope that I think we might be able to take the House and the Senate in November. So I think registration just ended, so you might be a little effed. But please, please vote. Everyone vote. Uh, there's never been higher stakes ever in America since maybe the Civil War as far as voting because the darkness that's being ushered in, the globalist darkness, it'll take a while, but it'll be worse than anything ever. So just know that. Like, there's no family unit. There's no freedom to, to um, worship. There's no freedom to anything. There'll be no free speech, no right to protect yourself. None of it. All gone. Just no property rights. You live in, the, in wherever they tell you to live. You know, that's, they kill you if they want. That, that's the way it, that's the way it is. And that's way, the way a lot of human nature and human existence was. What we have is special. And if you're not willing to fight for it because you're such a slovenly little bitch, um, hopefully someone else will. So Vice, it says, why is everyone obsessed with alien beauty? And is it a new kind of subculture? Link in bio. This person looks disgusting. This is right out of a nightmare. That's a real person giving you the bird and... For those of you just listening, you're lucky because this is horrifying. Vice is on HBO. This is a major leftist uh, news source. Like everyone knows Vice. They've promoted pedophilia. Uh, they are now promoting aliens that are just humans mangling their bodies. Gavin McGinnis commented on, on that when I posted it that he was like, I started this monster. Gavin McGinnis started Vice. And uh, I wrote back, I'm like, what if this was his whole plan all along? That Gavin McGinnis is like this... Uh, Kaiser Sose character and he gets and he starts vice just because he knew that it would implode and benefit the right. Uh, obviously no one could have seen that coming. I mean, guys, I used to be a liberal cause I'm all about freedom and I was, I was tricked. There's no freedom in that. All right. What do we got here? Oh, Crowder, uh, Crowder put this up yesterday. That was from, uh, I was playing his piano on the day that I was the arrow. I'm going to be on his show next week 
I'm, I'm heading back out to Texas for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be on live with Crowder, and then we're going to work on our live show for uh, U of M uh, end of the month. The guy's great. Uh, check out his shit. Join the Mug Club. Unlike the uh, unlike the um, the Young Turks, the Young Turks are funded by a foreign caliphate. I'm dead serious. That's they've given them millions of dollars. Crowder is funded by uh, citizens buying mugs. So uh, join the Mug Club. He's he's never told me to say this to you guys. By the way, this is just I like to promote good things because I know I talk a lot of shit. So I like to balance it out. Uh, he's doing great work and they're expanding and just doing awesome stuff. So mug club is huge because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they do behind the paywall shows that are hilarious. And then Thursday goes on YouTube. So you're missing out on three out of four shows where you're watching, you know, Colbert embarrass himself. So support Steven Crowder and the boys and girls of, um, of that company. Paul Joseph Watson, hysterical windbag Tom Arnold gets confronted about him labeling Dean Kane a racist, continually suggests he didn't call him one, lying every step of the way. Their uh, contrived righteous indignation soon melts away when they get called out on their BS. That's so true. Paul Joseph Watson, I, I thought he was really short. Turns out he's really tall, British, very symmetrical face. I always assume people with facial symmetry are short. Uh, but Tom Arnold, I shot a short with him 10 years ago, probably. And he came out of his trailer and it looked like he had cocaine in the nostrils of his nose and what appeared to be semen on his sweatpants. And he kept talking about his cock, quote unquote, to all the women who were looked insanely uncomfortable. The guy is a slob. He had drool in his mouth. He's mentally unstable. So and people have told me not to mock him because he's mentally unstable, but he's a voice. He's on CNN now. So I'll mock him. Hillary Clinton's mentally unstable. She's a She's a, she's a, she's a narcissist to a degree that I don't think people can understand, which is worse than schizophrenia. You know, schizophrenics don't have to be violent. I know some schizophrenics that are cool. They just have serious mental problems. Uh, pathological narcissism. Usually you, you definitely kill someone in your life. So Dean Kane's cool as shit, by the way, that guy's a great guy. And so Tom Arnold come pants tried to fight Superman and they backed down immediately. Call him out in person. You saw when me and Crowder went into that, uh, that classroom with that Marxist teacher guy just looks stunned and then just complies. The reason they're on the left is because they comply. It's not because they're strong. It's insane. Hollywood reporter Alec Baldwin says, ever since I played Trump, black people love me. They love me everywhere. I go, black people go crazy. I think it's because they're most afraid. They're 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 the most afraid of Trump. That's not true. Alec. Alec Baldwin's best role is in one of the greatest movies ever made. It was called The Edge. A lot of people haven't seen it, but it's, I think it's Crowder's favorite movie and he introduced it to me. And now we're constantly quoting The Edge to each other. Uh, Alec Baldwin was unbelievable in The Edge, but he did play a weasel. He's been a big disappointment because he's funny as fuck, that dude. Like he was the only funny, well, Tracy Morgan's kind of funny. But he, he stole the show on 30 Rock. I mean, that guy, his comic ability, he's definitely smart as shit. Uh, great actor, great eyes. He's from Baldwinsville, right near me in uh, upstate New York. Uh, but he's gone to complete shit. Like, this quote is insane. Black people love me. I'll say that shit is a joke. Like, I'll be like, the blacks love me. That's a joke. I'm trying to mock these people, you know? 
It's like, how do you say the like black people love me? Which ones? Like which black people, Alec? Because <laughs> they're not a, they're not like a hive. They're not like a they're not like a a, a beehive. Like they're 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 individuals just like you. You you dumb you dumb fuck. All right, a lawyer representing Cristiano Ronaldo against a rape accusation says documents cited in media reports are completely fabricated and the encounter in Las Vegas was consensual. This is just the beginning, guys. Things are about to get crazy. Uh, my agent either used to rep him or was trying to rep him and would say he'd go home with like 10 girls at a time, this dude. Dude's like uh, just this just this Adonis that women just... A, a woman would literally stab her friend to try and... Uh, touch that dude's hammer. And so now that this is happening, it's it's game over for all these guys. It's just these women will now see them all as paychecks. Um, thanks a lot, Christine Blossy Ford. All right. So, but, but there's a way out. Get married. Be with one woman. It's literally the way to do it, by the way. Uh, so the irony about this, this full leftist meltdown is it's actually going to push everybody to just become sexual conservatives. I... Uh, I was, I was reading this thing about this, this woman who fucks all these guys on Tinder and said that because he didn't call the next day, it's a form of rape. And I had this thought where it's almost like they're going to start being like, the fact he didn't propose is rape. The fact we're not married is rape. They're just going to go back in this weird upside down direction to just normal normal fucking relationships because women aren't aren't designed to fuck strangers i got into uh some guy was saying that uh he introduced his uh girlfriend or fiance or something to me and and um and she got furious when i said that and you know how he should handle it and all that i don't know maybe you shouldn't marry a whore uh because i know women that have been with a lot of guys that would even say that they're like yeah it's not and a lot of them end up all mental. It's not good for guys, but it's way less bad for guys. Because we literally, we don't have a biological um, commitment on the same level as women when we just launch. So obviously, when a woman is launched into, there's a bonding that occurs. Because like that guy's got to help. Or else she's going to die in the wilderness. <clears throat> but a guy can just pump and bail. Although, if a guy bangs too many chicks, he starts losing his ability to pair bond. Um, so, I mean, the way to do it is monogamy. That's it. It's not that complicated, Jordan Peterson. This has been pissing me off. All right, exclu uh, exclusive. Owner of a limousine company involved in horror crash is a former FBI informant who was paid $96,000 to go undercover to expose terror plots after fleeing to the U.S. from Pakistan, where he'd been accused of murder. Okay, I knew people that died in this thing. Like, my brother's best friend and one of my close friends was the best man for his brother who was marrying the woman whose whole family just died. Uh, so it hit Saranac Lake real close to home, and um, it's just, it's, it's mental. And it's even harder to process when you don't really understand why or how it happened. You know? I think that's why this one's really just just really clawing at me because it's it's so I, I posted yesterday if anyone thought, had any ideas because when you got the the muslim terror thing 
going on, but it doesn't appear to be like a suicide bomb thing because no one's taking credit. There's no point. It just seems so weird. I think the, the, the most probable is that these stretched SUVs, because to me, like failure, like the failure of brakes and steering, which I think is what happened because there's no skid marks. There's no uh, oncoming car. It was a parked car and then went over a ravine, not that far. And it's not even, the car doesn't even look that messed up and it didn't even flip. And so how do 18 people all die? You know, more people survive a plane crash. Like none of this stuff makes any sense to me. But some of my more mechanical friends were saying that when you stretch one of those uh, SUVs, it really makes it unsafe because I've had cars where I've driven a hundred thousand miles and not fixed it with anything with like weird sounds and nothing happened. You know, I, the, the, the probability that your brakes just go out and then also your emergency brake and you can't just put it in reverse and just drop your transmission is so low uh, that it just seems so sketchy. But I guess if you like stretch something that isn't meant to be stretched and then you on top of that, you have this muzzy informant where the FBI isn't like coming down on him for the same uh, safety standards. I don't know, though. It seems really, really weird. No seatbelts used in limo. That's true. But I heard possibly carbon monoxide from exhaust leak. The pilot of the plane uh, wasn't diverse enough. It's almost like people need to use common sense. I heard a theory about chemicals being a factor. This is a YouTube. There's a YouTube channel making a conspiracy out of the limo crash. Yeah. For, uh, the weight of people, I think, could have been a thing. Where when you have 18 people, you, like the, the brakes can just definitely fail. And another thing is, I know this sounds morbid, but I don't get how 18 people could die except for the fact that they could all become crushing objects of each other, I guess. I don't know. And then two civilians got hit when this happened. I stretched something not meant to be stretched every weekend, and yes, it's unsafe. Good one, Dave. Uh, it's just sad. I know it's sad, but it's worse than sad in a way because it doesn't make very much sense. So it's tough to start processing because there's so many weird factors to it. Maybe it just is what it is. Maybe there isn't it. Maybe, maybe people in pain search for conspiracies. I've seen that in my friends. I've seen that in myself uh, where you want to blame somebody. I mean, the Jews are probably behind this one too, but and that might be a way to avoid dealing with pain. But at the same time, you know, Vietnam was started by the Gulf of Tonkin, which never really happened. So uh, most tragedies don't make sense. Uh, ritualistic sacrifice. No, that's how I feel about the Vegas shooting. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, the Vegas shooting. Dude, I feel that way about Charlottesville. How come no one ever talks about the guy, talks about how he's schizophrenic? Um, there was There was evidence that the federal government was training this one mentally unstable guy to potentially be a right-wing bomber somewhere. And then the story just vanished. I, my, my theory, and this isn't even like that far-fetched, is that the government agencies can take mentally unstable people and turn them into killers. I mean, there's a good chance that that happened with Lennon, John Lennon. There's a good chance that happened with a, with a few people. Like you'll just take someone who thinks uh, they're in love with, uh, 
you know, he was in love with this actress and reading Catcher in the Rye, and he, he was clearly crazy, and just just wind him up and just sent him a direction. I think because Charlottesville, they needed something to quote all the time, like this mob shit that's happening now with the left, how they're just clawing and screaming and kicking. They keep saying Charlottesville. Charlottesville was not even conservative. That was like extreme right wing to the point of like nonsense. Like a lot of them were like these Hills Have Eyes people. They were just like, Jews, small group, not representative of most right wing people. And then they have one schizophrenic guy gets in a car, is trying to get away from a mob chasing him and hits a woman who doesn't die right away. Um, and that, yet that's what they're constantly referencing. It's almost like they wound something up so that they could have, you know, when, when uh, Maxine Waters says to like physically accost uh, anybody that doesn't agree with you ideologically, everyone just says, oh, well, Charlottesville. It's like that that's not an equivalent at all. She didn't get hit. Uh, mental health is a severe issue. Bush Sr. had supper with John Lennon's killer the night before. Yeah, man, I'm not, I'm open-minded to a lot of these. The Charlottesville girl didn't get hit by a car. She had a heart attack. Dude, I'm, like the way they're using Charlottesville has made me not trust the narrative of that. And same with, uh, with Vegas. Vegas, there's so many problems. Like that one unarmed security guard that no one has heard from again. You know, the, the woman ends up in the Philippines. This guy doesn't fit any profile except for the fact that his dad was on the FBI most wanted list. Uh, none, not, nothing about it makes sense. And that they haven't solved anything or proved why. It's just, I don't know. Makes no sense. Heart failure just means you had a heart implode from the pressure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying how I feel about any of that. All I'm saying is there, the means, motive, and opportunity don't line up properly in some of these. Uh, what do you got? So glad I found this channel. My current goal is to earn. Ah, it's too fast. I caught a live stream. Oh, sweet. Jorge Campos. There were multiple shooters in Vegas. Yeah, a lot of my buddies that are more gun experty than me say that there were definitely multiple shooters. Um, all right. Well, we can go down these holes forever. And I hope that this was just a tragedy so these families can, can mourn and just deal with this. Um, moral injury the rest of their lives it's gonna suck but like when things are just left unanswered and and just so many weird weird things i just uh like tracy morgan was in a limo and got hit head-on by a mac truck and survived i just i just don't get it 18 i don't know let's keep going that's too sad someone made this uh, Candle, Whitney Cummings, and uh, Bert Kreischer, and then Beauty and the and the Bear, my wife and um, and me. Thought that was creative. I like to share. Uh, Mike Cernovich, Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read. Is an actual quote from CNN today. They really said that. Oh, and so I posted something about that, and I wrote, uh, because they are right leaning. The irony to, in believing a demographic has to groupthink in order to not be uh, educated is pre pretty intense. Category five irony, and he doesn't see that his name should be Ricky Retardant Retardo. I was talking about Che from uh, SNL, and he wrote, Nigga, I don't know shit about your wife or your mother. Why you keep atting me on your horse shit? 
I get what you're doing, but what it got to do with me personally. I wrote, I'd prefer if you didn't use the N-word. Also, I didn't at you last time, just made a point, and you jumped in my comment section, so I figured I'd at you this time. Please say N-word next time. I don't appreciate racism. Thanks, but no thanks. By the way, SNL sucks, and everyone knows it. Uh, That was was a weird one for me because I've always liked Che. He's just cool. He's a cool dude, but the propaganda he's pushing, I had had to stand up for for women, (laughs) ironically, you know. Stand for women. Believe women. Accept anybody on the right. They're fucking drone retards. That's what they're claiming. And I'm surrounded by Republican women, so uh, I felt a little like uh, answering. And then he called me the N-word. And I just thought that was, You guys handled yourself very well with that. You guys were just debating him for a, And he was like, nigga, I don't care. I'm sitting here drinking a milkshake. It was pretty hilarious how many times he called me a nigger. Uh, I didn't appreciate it one bit. Believe women when they tell the truth. Good point. Did he steal your bike? No, he didn't. James Chase seems wicked racist. Uh, I I never got that vibe from him in person. I've always liked him, honestly. I just think he's uh, talking a lot of shit on SNL about uh, my people. And he deserves uh, a pushback. But he's... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was like used to support Trump. Oh, and he also said, nigga, I ain't no Democrat. I don't want to give up money for your redneck motherfuckers and shit. I'm like, yes, thank you. Tell your people that. Tell the writers of your propaganda show that. Because he gets it. That's the thing. Is uh, the blacks. I'm just kidding. I'm not Alec Baldwin. But why would he want to give up his money for, for us poor whites? Don't. Like, that's what I don't get about some of these people. These people with actual human pride. I think one of the reasons I always like Che is because he has personal pride in himself. You know, it's that honor culture shit that's in uh, Black Redneck, White Liberal. He's a redneck and he doesn't even realize it. It's hysterical. But uh, it's like, why would you let the government take your money and give it to us poor rednecks who are just going to spend it on meth and banging our cousins, right? Good. Go with that. Tell your people that. Don't vote in socialism. The real N-word is nice. That's hysterical. Trump won because winning. Uh, who's Jay? Oh, he's the he's the host of the Weekend Update. It's him and Colin Jost. Colin Jost put me in a movie. I always liked that dude, too. He's just real. Uh, he put me in Staten Island Summer. I was a dude who did the pH balance test of the pool and realized it was pure urine. Um, man, comedy used to be fun. It's just gotten so insulting and not from a snowflakey PC perspective, but just like uh, from an art artist perspective. It's like, I, I love comedy. And the joke in that Christine Blasey Ford thing was blatantly making fun of Blasey Ford. No one believed her. No one. That's why everyone said credible allegations. Even the left didn't believe that bitch. That's why they had to say believe women because they knew that she wasn't telling the truth. No one believed her. No one. And uh, that's why they probably never showed it, her husband in the in the audience because he would have been like, <sighs> no one believed her. And so when they did, when they just mocked Kavanaugh instead, that he was, that he drank too many beers, the fix was in. And that's, that's what I find so insulting. It's not, if if they mock me when I deserve it or my group, my tribe, I laugh my ass off. 
I mean, Black Jeopardy is one of the funny sketches of the last 20 years, and it was fairly recent. They're capable of being funny. It's just so rare. It's like it, it now is just a, a leftist uh, scream. You know, it's like they're, they're fighting against the dying of the light. The guy behind her was shaking his head when she said stupid things. I've grown to just love dudes. Like good dudes are just so funny. I just love being around dudes because just normal dudes now are funnier than comedians. I was talking to Gavin McGinnis about that recently. We talk on the phone sometimes. It's kind of hilarious. But uh, just a normal dude is now funnier than comedians. Like you go on Netflix to see comedians be funny. And the guy that just came over to help fix your sink is way funnier than what you watch. Like Theo Vaughn's new special. Dude, the first like 10 minutes is just about how good it was that his uncle molested him. Like my neighbor who made the moonshine was like, bro, it was sad. <laughs> Guy's so cool. Guy's such a good guy. All right. This is Tom Arnold. So, uh, Kiwi Bear texted me this saying, I know you're kicked off Twitter, but sometimes your spirit lives on. Uh, Tom Arnold says, you are a journalist making sure that's the truth because that's a terrible thing if true. So you'd want to be 100%. You are a public figure too. Domestic abuse is a very selfish issue and victims of it deserve to be heard and it's nothing to take lightly, especially for a journalist. And then Lil Ping, but spooky, says, so are you saying your ex-wife was lying when she cited abuse and violence as the reason she divorced you? Or are we finding a sudden convenient flexibility on the whole believe women thing? That's how you do it. I can't be on Twitter, but you live through me and you keep spreading the word of logic and reason and just holding people accountable to what they just said one minute before. New York Post, student busted for making anti-LGBT threats against herself. We're going to see more and more of that because people are trying desperately to find uh, bigots and Nazis and stuff, and they're not there. So there's going to be this constant um, threatening of yourself in order to hate yourself to justify your own bigotry against normal people. The reason they do all this stuff is because they want to be able to justify bigotry against normals. Actually, just normal people, just, just straight heterosexual white Americans, right? And for those of you saying, hey, I'm black. What am I not normal? No, you're not. The normal, that's the normal. That's more than half. Normal. The normal state of being a person in America is a heterosexual white person. That's literally what normal means. That's the majority of the country. So they use these little groups that can be normal too, in their own way, in their own weird, wacky way. It's actually not normal. That's not what normal means. Like I'm not normal sized. Six, seven is one in 10,000 people. No one would call me normal sized. Not normal. Normal's five, eight. That's actually average height for men in America. Isn't that just so gross? We got to get some more Norwegians in here. Start fucking everybody. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Ken just said, we get it, you tall. Yeah, we get it. You're uncomfortable with me referencing my height once in an hour and a half. Check out the, the dick on Ken. Just kidding. You can't, can you? 
anyway, so they have to justify hating us because if you're going to dismantle a population for globalism and try to open up the borders and make it so uh, there's a new world order, what you got to do is you got to take down the, the main tribe. And the main tribe in America are heterosexual whites, family whites, whites that have families. So what do you do? You make them into bigots. You make them do it first. You go, oh, he hit me. He hit me. No, no, you hit yourself. Uh, no one gives a shit if you're gay. No one cares. What we care about is you trying to recruit our kids or uh, making it seem like it's some sort of virtue and that we're now disgusting because we don't put our dicks in dudes' assholes, which is insane. I did a bit on How Dare Me, available at hugepianist.com, if you want to grab it, about how one of my gay friends was, was talking shit. You have no idea how much shit they talk about straight people, a lot of these people. Sometimes it's hysterical, and sometimes it gets annoying. This one, he was like, I can't believe you, you, you like pussy. Ew. And I was like, just driving like, yep. Ew. He's like, oh, so gross. I can't believe you put your dick in pussy. I'm like, just, just keeping it inside, letting it burn a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's me. You know, that's me. And he wouldn't let it go. It's like, ew, it's so gross. Like, you put your dick in a pussy. And I'm like, you put your dick in a dude's ass. I'm like, when I put my penis in my wife's vagina, life comes out. Life. It makes life. When you put your dick in a random guy's ass, what comes out? Shit. Forever. That's it. It's nothing. You don't make life. Just shit. And AIDS. It's like, ew, you're being a dick. And it's like, it's because we love. It's about love. I love my boyfriend. That's why I, I fuck him in his ass. It's like, I love men so much that I try to keep things from going in their ass. Like, you want to talk about love of another man. I have friendships so deep and so close where I would die for, for some of my friends. And I love them so much that I will do anything to keep things from going in their ass because that sounds really, really gross and, and mean and selfish. It's like, it's just so insane to me. And, that, and to make that virtuous where it's like, I am special because I put my dick in and out of a dude's ass until I come. It's like, ugh. Listen, you do you. Fine. But don't you think for a second that that makes you somehow better than us? Because where we put our dicks, life comes out. And more people come out. And where you put your dick, shit comes out. And AIDS hugepianist.com to see that one on stage in front of 80% screaming fans of comedy having a blast and 20% just horrified people wondering why they let me perform at City Hall and then they uh, would start a campaign to get me removed uh, from every institution in that small little town. So it's a, it's a real moment in history. How dare me, hugepianist.com. It's also where I made fun of Bernie Sanders, pretty close to Burlington, Vermont where I talked about how he was Bane. He was like, all you people, the rich have had enough. They take from you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty funny. I go, it's, the, it's my most political special for sure. Uh, the new one, um, Persona Non Grata. A lot of my best jokes, I think, are in there. But uh, it's not quite as political. What do we got here? 
Salon talks to the Hulu Talk host about the challenges of reaching with empathy across the political divide. Who do they talk to? What unifier? Sarah Silverman. Reaching across the political divide, how? How does she reach across the political divide? A barren, atheist, Jew, millionaire, coastal elite asshole. That's a unifier? Uh, No, that's called a divider. Someone just wrote, and here we go. Yeah, that's all I need to say about that. Silverman is trash, that's true. Greg Giraldo was right about Sarah Silverman. Everyone was. Everyone hates that lady. People used to like her. She used to be cool, apparently. I knew a guy who dated her, said she was cool as shit. Back when she used to be, like, just funny and just irreverent. Now she's just a horrifying warlock. I already did that one. All right, that's all the stuff I wanted to talk about. All right, let me check out the uh, paypal.me slash feedthebear if you want to write me a note. Uh, I I can't take uh, Super Chats anymore because Google, uh, the, the good censors, have figured out that I am, I am bad, but we got around it with PayPal, paypal.me slash feed the bear. If you want to tip the bear, throw the bear a little honey, some salmon, not necessary. And if you're at all, uh, in any financial situation, I beg of you not to do that because that makes me feel very uncomfortable, but treat it almost like a uh, tip jar at a bar and someone's just playing music. All right. We got some right now. I see a bunch of them. So you don't even have to, we got plenty. This will ride us right into the two-hour mark. Abel. Hey, Big Bear, my name is Abel Chirino Gomez. I'm running for County Cork in Texas, and I'm also starting my own YouTube channel. It's called Mexican Libertarian. Yeehaw! Randere! Barrito! Barrito! This is all thanks to you, Crowder and Alex Jones. I've been feeling that I had to do something for several years, but I always had millions of excuses. While I'm not letting anything stop me anymore, you guys are an inspiration. Thank you for all, I'm just, I'm going to switch out monitors so I can uh, read it better. One second, Gomez. Yeah, vote for it. I like this guy. I like this, this Gomez character. I mean, I'd like to see his papers. And what do we got here? Um... I've been feeling that, uh, well, I'm not letting anything stop me anymore. You guys are an inspiration. Thank you for all you do. I'm 30, and I already have three daughters. Uh, life isn't easy, but it couldn't get better. It couldn't be any better. What, it, Dude, that should be your campaign slogan. Life isn't easy, but it couldn't be any better. That's awesome. I like this guy. When I feel when I spend time with them is something that I would never change for anything in the world, and it saddens me to see so many young people opposed to having children or even getting married. They're denying their own nature, and they don't know that this is what makes them feel so sad and empty. I will be publishing videos starting this week. Can I be verified as Mexican Libertarian? Welcome, Mexican Libertarian. Libertarian. Uh, That sounds great, man. And it really is true. There's this overwhelming emptiness and anxiety and depression that's that's filling the land. It's almost like post uh, postpartum depression all the time for people. And it's because they're not, it's not, you don't have to have a kid. And I know a million people right now are like, I don't have a kid and I'm happy. That's fine. It's not about you, asshole. It's about in general. If you want to see scientific approach to creationism, you should check out a YouTube channel called Is Genesis History. It's really fascinating. It debunks the notion that creation is anti-science. Love to check that out. Science is really shitting the bed lately. 
because it, it, they went outside their, their borders. Stay in your lane, science. Don't start creating religion. That's what science is doing. They're creating religion. And it's, uh, it's gay. Remember when they said the polar bears were all going to die? All right, here's Chris. Just got another raise this morning, third in the last year. Damn Trump economy. Why do we have to keep winning? I know. And even if there is a slight, uh, there's a correction on the, on the stocks. And by the way, most of that is big tech that's going down. Twitter, Facebook, Google, Apple. Uh, the, the Chinese promised land is not what they think it is. So if they want to keep bashing and undercutting American culture of free speech to try and appease to their, uh, their, their little leftist buddies in China, they're in for a real wild ride because China's economy is a true paper tiger and it's really dumb. And so Twitter just went down 8% like today. Google after that censorship memo just took a dive. Uh, so yeah, I, I, there's, there's real opportunity for competition to it. I mean, my shit all goes on BitChute as well, just in case they ever ban me. Uh, so subscribe to Owen Benjamin on BitChute. They don't get a lot of views. People, it's not a real destination place. It's good backup. Morning, Big Bear. I wanted to make my first super chat a, uh, a big jar of honey, but currently trying to conserve on money. Good for you, by the way. That's smart. Uh, putting everything towards my wedding on October 20th. Not a good move. Don't overspend on money on weddings. Uh, save it up for a house. I'm a 27-year-old, soon to be a SPED teacher and want to say thank you. Everything feels put out of control and watching your streams help me find some balance. Once again, thank you for all your hard work. And I hope you and your family continue to grow and be enriched with much happiness as I hope my future family will be as well. God bless Wolf Bear. Sam, you sound awesome. Uh, yeah, save, 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 save. And uh, don't overspend on the wedding, dude. I was a wedding piano player for years. You don't need that, that ice fucking sculpture of a swan. You, uh, you got the family, the love, the ceremony. That's all you need. Uh, save for a house. Hey, Owen, instead of uh, uh, the song, it's too late to apologize. How about it's too late to say goodbye? Irish theme song, Community Bear. So what would we do? We'd be like. Hey, hey. Uh, hanging at the bar with the Irish guy tonight. Hey, hey. I really thought our convo was going all right hey, hey. then I turn around and I see he's gone goodbye Irish never ever say goodbye Irish goodbye it's pretty funny thank you Michelle Jason Hey, Owen, I hope you were able to read my PayPal on jealousy, listening to the conversation we've had uh, on anger and people being jealous. It's important to put into context how the left views anger and jealousy and, and how God views it. I hope if anyone started reading it, they didn't think I was trying to belittle you. May I never be so. No, belittle me if you want, if I'm being little. Th that's what we learned from Peterson, and I learned it as well. So please, I beg of you, if you're actually a fan of mine or a uh, listener of mine, if I'm being little say it uh because that actually helps you not spiraling and becoming crazy because i'm just a person all right may it never be so i'm trying to encourage through the word of god if you can uh you or your wife read second corinthians chapter 11 together as it's super relevant to the whole jordan peterson thing as well as my own struggle to not place too much trust in people i'll check it out and i didn't uh see your other one i'll look for that jason i was i just trust me 
people like you never offend me with uh, thoughtful uh, criticism, as we saw earlier when I read that other dude. It's when people tell me to kill myself or that uh, they enjoy watching me go insane. Like, those are not criticisms. That's, that's verbal abuse. It doesn't abuse me because I don't allow it to, but that's what that is. What you guys are doing is not. Humans need criticism. Humans, because it's helpful. Hey, Big Bear, a little honey for you. Did you catch that on Columbus Day? The Indians, Braves, and Redskins all lost their games. Keep us laughing, brother. Texas Church Bear, that's hilarious. Uh, by the way, Indians, Native Indian, American Indians hate PC culture tremendously. A lot of them find it so condescending and shitty. Um, you know, I'm not falling in the Alec, Alec uh, Baldwin thing of saying all of them. But uh, statistically, like, I think 88% or something. Oh, and my, uh, my wife, brother-in-law, sister, and I are looking forward to seeing you and Crowder and the gang in Ann Arbor. <clears throat> Can you verify me as uh, Blaine-Jamin Bear and Bebe Bear? Welcome, Blaine-Jamin Bear and Bebe Bear. My wife hasn't picked her name yet. Huge fans, thank you for using your platform to change culture for the better. God bless. Thank you, buddy. Ryan. Big Mouth is just lazy animating, ugly, and slap-dash character design. Cringeworthy stories. The only redeeming thing is the hormone monster, which is basically just a physical representation of the animalistic id manifest in something that vaguely looks like the Sumerian god Moloch. That's it. Keep up the awesome work, Owen. God bless you and the fam. Yeah, you might be right. I just, uh, I have a very short fuse with uh, anything sexual involving children. Because, like, that n South Park never did that. And South Park is, is like, as insane as you can get as a cartoon and they never ever have made me feel like they're sexualizing children but yet that big mouth shit did immediately i just felt it i can't explain it all right but i might not be right who knows i just pretty sure i am hey there big bear i just wanted to give my two cents uh real quick about peterson what do you think of the idea that peterson said he did it because he's too tired of touring and fighting sjw's he's been at this for 18 months and he's also set up a network around him through the IDW. Is that the IDW influencing a tired man who taught ideas against his ideas for 30 years? I love your show and watch it every day. You give me hope. May I be verified as Fox Bear? Welcome, Fox Bear. I don't think we should overthink Peterson. I don't think he's doing some, like, big masterful thing. I think he's just uh, over his skis. I think that he has a lot of leftist tendencies that when he was attacked, just like Brett Weinstein, they, uh, they ran to the right because the right believes in fairness and rules. And, uh, and then once they were safe and making money again, they became cunts again. That's how I see it. And they can't help but reveal their nature. When you're, especially me, because I'm live stream without a script two hours every day, I can't hide shit from you guys. There's no way. How could you do that? No one's that smart. No one's smart enough to have two separate lives going simultaneously. So I think that the fight Peterson was part of was so real and so heroic and so true to what we face a lot that we saw him as something he wasn't. And then now that he's safe and rich and uh, respected, he's reverting back to his, um, his leftist ways. And that's sad, but it's just true. He's not trying to sabotage himself to none of that. He wants unlimited power and, uh, and, uh, praise. That's why he's apologizing in such a weird way and constantly. Now he's trying to blame Twitter. No, when people say, yeah, but 
Big Bear, your tweets got misunderstood and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but I, I, I don't regret them. I was being funny. If you take my worst tweets, granted, sometimes I regret doing this, like hitting a topic for a hundred tweets in an hour. My, like my, my, the fact that I would become a Gatling gun is, is, you know, that isn't always good, but I was never tweeting things that I either didn't think or didn't think were funny. It's not like I just out of nowhere was just saying random nonsense. Like when people try to shame me for past tweets and they're like, you too have made mistakes. I'm like, that's not a mistake. Read it out loud. People will laugh in public. That's funny as fuck. I have read Scarlet X, Kessler, Sign Drive, Shuttle, Dolly, Ronin, Ronin M, Ready, Rig, Canon 70D. Oh, I have a, oh, you're listing all your gear. Two 1K lights, four two-foot and four four-foot Quasar science tubes. Let's film a special or anything. If you come to me in South Florida, I'll do it for free. You hear that, Coddington Bear? So I hope you appreciate what I'm paying you because I got guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. YouTube Richard Klang. Can I be Rich FX underscore X Bear? Yeah, I mean, we, we prefer if you don't have an underscore in the bear name, but welcome Rich FX underscore X Bear. You're fucking hilarious, one of my all-time favorites, and I love that you speak the truth. Yeah, next time we're in Florida, you can absolutely help us all shoot. That'd be amazing. Because we're low on uh, gear this round, but, you know, we did it. Patrick, political correctness and progressivism come from wasp culture. I don't know if I believe that, Patrick. You're going to have to back that up with some ev. Because meritocracy comes from wasp culture, and I don't see how that uh, coincides. But we can figure that out together. Thumpy Bear, it's funny the left says they want utopia. Well, utopia could only exist when you're getting along with all people always. Yeah, utopia literally translates to nowhere, by the way. How funny is that? That's all utopia would be. So what they want is actually pain because getting along takes effort and is painful. So they don't want utopia. Life will always be a struggle. The harder you push something, the more rewarding it is. The book, The Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, says it this way. You can't talk yourself out of problems you behave yourself into so true oh you just wrote that so true it's so weird you can't have the fruits without the roots it's very true. well the left is full of insane nonsense uh they're just saying anything they can to get free shit and sex so don't don't overthink the left either but it, it's i'm glad you say stuff like this because there's a lot of people that were pulling from the left that are st that are smart but actual leftists don't give a shit about any of that they're just like if i say this i'll get Someone will have sex with me or give me candy. Um, but yeah, their idea of, of no discrimination so that everyone has to get along with everyone. But yet at the same time, they're the biggest race baiting psychopaths of all. All they're trying to do is demonize the people paying all the taxes. Zachary. Hey, Big Bear. I'm a huge DC superhero fan. Recently, I've noticed that the superhero shows on the CW have been getting more and more leftist. It feels like they are written by women SCWs. Because there is so much filler. What should I do? Bail. They are written by women. I, I, there was this uh, picture of uh, Arrow. It was Arrow's writing team. And it was all women. And they're like, notice no boys. And I, that was back when I was on Twitter. And I retweeted. And I'm like, yeah, that's why it sucks now. It's just all women. White women. That's why I don't have. That's why I, I wish I could have white pride. I wish I could get really on board. But these white, rich, silly women are just infuriating. Yeah, I used to love The Flash. I watched the first three seasons and I bailed. It started becoming complete bullshit. So uh, just stop watching it. Write your own shit. Michelle, 
Is it too late to say goodbye? Irish theme. I'm holding on hope. Oh, here we go. I'm holding on to hope. Got my feet nailed to the ground. I'm hearing what you don't. Don't say, but I, I just can't come back around. They tell me that you see it. Then you go and look at my frown. But wait, you tell me you're not sorry. Knowing I can't turn around and say, it's too late to say goodbye. Too late. It's too late to say goodbye. That would need visuals. You need to see the Irish person actually leaving. Because that's actually like, uh, there's no punchlines in that. The punchline would have to be visual. Beard, uh, Beard Bear here. Have you seen these Antifa discussing weapons and tactics openly on Twitter and other social media? Yes. Talking about assassinating conservatives, armed insurrection. Yep. Do you see uh, Rand Paul said that he expects an assassination? And people are like, oh, he's an alarmist. Yeah, someone broke nine of his ribs and he watched a Republican get gunned down by a Bernie supporter. I'm pretty sure he's, he knows what the hell he's talking about. Concern for you up there in the belly of the beast. Uh, media trending. Communists on Twitter discussing strategies of ambushes and assassinations against political enemies. Yeah, I can't even think about that stuff because uh, I have to be uh, fairly fearless in my life. So fuck it. If they want to come with the bear, I'm sitting right here. All right, this is from Ryan. I had an English teacher in high school my freshman year who had a poster in her class that said, read a banned book. She also introduced herself as being tolerant of bigots. She was an awesome teacher. Seriously, one of the few who helped shape me intellectual. However, one day she said, we all had to come in with a book to do a full book report on. So I, so I came in with Mein Kampf. She looked at me and smiled with a look in her eyes that said, Ryan is testing my personal ethics. This is a great, this is a great story. She told me, this better be the best damn book report I have ever read. I believe I titled it Mein Kampf, A Warning from History. I also referred to, quote unquote, the wave experiment. Check that shit out sometime. It's epic. I've spoken with her recently and we both agree this SJW book burning PC speaking nonsense is the first shaking of fascism in America. Your teacher sounds great. And I had a teacher, Mr. Minch, uh, in high school who was similar. Like all you need is a couple good teachers and to shine a light in the hell of public school to really help you get through it. So cheers to good teachers and bad teachers can go fuck themselves right in their ass. Hey, Big Bear, I just sent you uh, five bucks. I normally send the lying lobster. <laughs> the lying lobster. <laughs> Sorry, that's just so funny. The lying lobster. Could I, I be Could I be Bear? <laughs> Sorry. Could I be Bear if I Iggy Bear? Welcome, Iggy Bear. Also, have you heard of the show Avatar, The Last Airbender? It's a great cartoon that is rife with Christian morals. And it's uh, entertaining for people of all ages. Great for families. P.S. I'm a snowboard instructor, so tell the Jews to keep it up. Yeah, I will. I, I always tell my guys to uh, to keep up snow. You know, the Jews I do know. They usually have a, an empty look in their eye when they look back at me when I just assume that they are controlling the weather. But I legit think that there are a couple people that can control weather. Call, call me crazy. I don't give a shit. I do. I think they happen to be Jews. The Jews. I don't think they can control climate. But, you know, the left explained to me a few years ago that there's a big difference between climate and weather. And now they're saying there isn't. All right, believe all women because Sally told me Becky told her Sarah said Nancy told Megan that Hillary didn't lie about those emails. Anti-Panda Bear. Welcome, Anti-Panda Bear. I love, I'm, already, I'm already a fan of Anti-Panda Bear. Super Sport Bear here. That point you made about Gavin and Vice reminded me of how Andrew Breitbart literally co-founded Huffpo uh, Huffington Post so that it would expose terrible ideas under an outspoken left-wing banner. Before that, the MSM 
was all pretending to be unbiased. Now half of the loony media proudly admits left-wing ties, which is a huge benefit of our cause. That serious 40 chess shit. Breitbart's death was a huge loss. Cheers, Big Bear. I love Andrew Breitbart. I think Andrew Breitbart was a true hero. And he inspired a lot of my friends, inspired me. He, uh, he was truly on the hero's journey, and he, and he died for it. I don't think he was killed. I, I think stress uh, and being, like, even just my journey, which is not even close to the, the madness that he had to endure, is very, very stressful. I mean, the other day, I, didn't, I, I streamed for an hour without noticing. Like, I almost walked into a wall yesterday. It's like, it takes a toll on you when you, uh, you know, I wake up every morning at around 5.45 a.m. and I stop working after the sun is down every day. And it's a combination of uh, physical work in my yard and mental work. And it's fucking insane. When you're called a liar and told to kill yourself hundreds of times a day, it's fucking intense. And so um, Breitbart shouldered that to reveal a lot of shit. There's no Trump without Breitbart, by the way. And there's no revealing of the leftist agenda without Breitbart. Without Breitbart, I'm probably still a liberal. You know, you got to know your own uh, limitations. When you're on that lazy river of the frog slowly boiling, uh, what I wouldn't have noticed. All right. Because my, I mean, I was ra- my dad's a professor, a liberal college professor. Like, even my family raised me. Although my mother's family is very conservative. Like uh, my uncle thinks Ted Cruz is too liberal. It's hysterical. So I, I'm kind of a day walker. All right. They were supposed to be on a bus, but the bus broke down. So they had to get on, in a limo. Probably shouldn't have had 18 people in a limo. Limo was probably shit like the bus. Driver was going 60 downhill. Driver probably rushing because they were late because of the bus breakdown. A lot of bad factors here, but I don't think conspiracy. Truly horrific tragedy. Sorry for your loss, Owen. I agree with you. I don't think that there's a big uh, conspiracy either. I just, when you're, when you introduce a nefarious character, like a literal rush, uh, Muslim terrorist, um, it gets weird, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. My friend isn't, you know, it's some of my, my pain I'm going through is just knowing how much someone I love is in pain. Um, but that's life, you know? Peter, if the right is responsible for the unfortunate death in Charlottesville, the left is responsible for all the deaths done by illegals. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's but you're being uh, logical. That's not the game they play. Colin, hey, Owen, can you verify me as Glacier Bear? Welcome, Glacier Bear. Regarding spanking, it's very misunderstood. You don't beat your kid with rage. It's not a power show of force move. Proverbs, uh, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. I'll say this up front now. Spanking is a, is a hard concept, but when it comes to direct defiance, it is something is uh, sometimes the best option. As a father, we have responsibilities um, over our children as God the Father has over us as men. The wages of sin is death. Uh, we need our children to understand that as well. They need to understand sin, a.k.a. defiance, to their father as he is the head of the household. They need to understand um, the sacrifice by his stripes lashing, we are healed. Jesus paid for our sin. Um, where am I? Sorry, buddy. God's, uh, Jesus paid for our sin. Now he stepped in as the whipping boy and was spanked for us. God seriously spanked his only child. 
You can really only teach this lesson by acting it out. Once your kid comes clean and confesses, and you may spank in a measured fashion, after you spank your kid and they are broken and are no longer prideful, you have to shower them with love, tears, hugs, forgiveness, prayer, and let them know you hate the sin but love them unconditionally. Heaven. It gives the child a parable to live through and see that their father loves them so much like Abraham and God. Your child will cling to you like never before and feel the joy of freedom, of not holding on to the burden of their sin as they have been forgiven 100% for the sin and they know they are now free and that is in the past, reborn. They then understand why Jesus' sacrifice is so special. Uh, Would he take the spanking for his brother? Living the Bible's teaching is hard, rewarding. That's why the Bible talks about it so much. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to say. Um, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around it, to be honest with you. But um, I do understand the uh, the dramatiz- dramatization of uh, forgiveness, rebirth, punishment, stuff like that, I think is missing in a lot of, uh, a lot of households. I just... I'm not, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be a a spanker, but I am going to be a punisher. And, you know, I think isolation or the removal of, uh, of freedoms, uh, I think could do a real, I think that is another type of rod, but you may be right. I don't know. I'm, I've, I've been humbled this year by a lot of my, uh, notions. I know violence to children is, is without question bad for their mind. It releases cortisol and associates uh, force with growth and stuff like that. But what you're describing with spanking, I don't quite understand it. And I'm not going to pretend to be a um, an expert. And I do know it's worked on some of my friends. Uh, you get it. I'm just going to keep going here. What we got here. I won't be able to uh, to get to all these. There's a bunch. Richard, hey, Big Bear, my st- first time feeding the bear, brother. I messaged you via IG, Instagram a while back about my mom passing away in a bad car wreck and how finding you and Jesse Lee Peterson changed my life behind, uh, beyond my ability to put into words. I've lost some friends, but realized I'm gaining family and losing the dead weight. I hope to shake your hand one day at a show and thank you in person. God bless you all. And last thing, I've been really wanting to be verified, but had to decide on my bear name. Can I be verified as Ruxpin Bear? Welcome, Ruxpin Bear. Yes. Um, yeah, Jesse Lee Peterson's great. I'm doing his, uh, I'm doing his charity in June for Father's Day. I'm going to do stand up there. I have a lot of respect for that guy. He, uh, it's crazy. He's kind of crazy, but aren't we all I'm still thinking about that? The, the discipline thing that that guy wrote. Cause I see his point. I see what he's saying. I just, uh, I don't know. It's just, I wasn't raised with it, so I wouldn't even know how to go about that. And I just, because ah, I, I can't picture myself doing that. But I, I don't, who fucking knows, man. I'm just trying to do my best. Oh, and the ACLU just reported that the Washington Supreme Court just stopped the death penalty. I think the argument was that it was racist. <laughs> Skid idea, affirmative action for death penalty. White men are rounded up to die for black murders. Um, they have a quota to meet. Let's hang when you're in town next week. Uh, always, uh, as always, God bless you and your family. That's from Pinder. That is a funny idea. What, where they make like mass murder, uh, a criminal offense, or a, a, a death penalty offense, as well as uh, 
as like white collar crime just so they can even it out. All right. I have seven more minutes. Spare the rod, punt the child. There are many shades of spank. Spanking doesn't work for my kids. All right, cool. I want to see what you guys think about this. I can see you guys uh, discussing. My liberal mom turned me almost into a complete psycho. I've been criticizing for letting it manifest. In a... All right, misspelled it. Nick Kroll and the league was hilarious. Totally, for sure. I'm not, I don't know shit about Nick Kroll. His dad's a billionaire, though. The idea of Owen ever giving Walter a smack is demented, and I hope it never happens. Yeah, I can't picture it ever. I'm just... You know, as Peterson said, I, I'm working through my thoughts. Um, no, but the point they're making is a good point. I just, hang on. I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff. Um, hang on. I feel no evil, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Uh, yeah, Walter is awesome. He's awesome. Wait till he's a teenager. Yeah, if he's bigger than me, I'll hit him. If he ever becomes bigger than me, which is possible. I wouldn't ever hit anyone with a belt. You would, you have to hit harder for the same effect and spanking turns into beating or abuse. Yeah, that, that happened to me and Amy. Uh, something you said a while ago about, yeah, I trust in the word about spankings. Yeah, but I don't know if the rod is the, is, is, is that to guide sheep? Is it to guide? Is it, is it, is it discipline? I, I, Walter is too cute to be bad. See, that's the problem though. You don't want to do that because then you make it so... He's undisciplined. Like, that's the thing. He is cute. He is a great kid. He is an awesome kid. But at the same time, he can become a piece of shit if I don't um, discipline him. I just don't believe in uh, in hitting. It just isn't really in me. And I'm not going to lie about that. The rod is knowledge. The rod is knowledge, not a stick. Rod is a staff. Rod is the rod of instruction. Yep, that's how I, that's how I see it. His rod and his staff are the same thing. The shepherd would break a leg if one of the sheep wouldn't stay. Listen, this is how I see it. If we lived in a world, we get the Sermon on the Mount because we followed Leviticus. Not really. We always kept fucking up as I'm rereading the Bible again. It's, we're constantly, as God's children, constantly fucking up. But in the world we currently have, uh, I think we can use metaphorical rods and staves if we were in a, a world <clears throat> which may come back seeing as the way things are going where there's truly enemies that want to kill you around your home and just a shortage of water <clears throat> you know you have to have your child be an adult at like 10 you know i knew this amish kid because we used to get uh food from this amish family and this 10 year old had a knife in his boot and he was already selling raccoon skins to china he would trap them and skin them it was 10. And so, like, if you're in that world, I completely understand spanking punishments because life is so physical and so violent and so uh, right or wrong. And wrong is dead. But in the world we have now, it's almost like because there's plumbers and construction workers and architects and electricians and a power grid, we can have a room that I'm sitting in uh, to then do the next level of thing. You know, if we lose the grid, if we lose the water, if we lose, um, you know, the knowledge of architecture, I'm sitting in a little grass hut. And at that point, things change. And I think the, the literal interpretation of that is, um, is spanking, possibly, or, or uh, some sort of corporal punishment, which both my parents were, were beaten badly as kids. And I think that's why they raised me without it. Uh, but in this world, I don't think we need it. 
but we need discipline, obviously. But if I, I see the point that guy just made, though. Not every child needs spanking, but all need Jesus. I agree. How do you discipline, though? Timeouts do nothing. Uh, they do with us. He freaks out. If you close the door, like if he's screaming for no reason, like just, just throwing, like trying to hit Amy, we say, we're going to close the door. He doesn't like his door closed. Like he sleeps at night with his door open. We've, we've uh, kept him in his room now, but our room's open and his room's open. It makes him feel very comfortable. He's been sleeping great. Uh, he hates his door closed. So the first threat is we'll close your door. And then if he's having an absolute meltdown, we just hold, we keep his door closed. And some of you guys might be like, that's Krill. Now, until he calms himself down and says, sorry. And he has to mean it. He has to say sorry to his mother. If he like does any type of thing towards her, uh, that works well. He, and, and then all you have to do is threaten it. If timeouts work for you, then you have never witnessed, experienced a truly defiant child. You are lucky, but they do exist. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. My, uh, my uncle was so retarded. And I mean that in the, I don't mean that in a funny way. Like, um, my grandmother was 42 when he was born and she had the measles or the mumps or something. It was born so physically retarded that they would have to do some, some stuff that seems cruel now, but it, it is what it is. They had to like tie him down and shit a lot. Like there was no talking to this dude. He couldn't talk and he would just have violent fits. <clears throat> and so they would literally have to tie him down. So, uh, yeah. If they, uh, timeouts work for me until I got a game boy. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Listen, I'm open-minded, but I see no reason at all to do, uh, spankings and stuff for Walter. It almost might encourage like for a guy like me, if I had been hit or something, I'm so rebellious to force that it would have done the opposite for me. If my parents had like hit me, I would have then done whatever made them hit me more. And I would have laughed at them as they hit me. That's how I operate mentally. You know? Oh, and check out Phil Robinson's lessons on Spank and CRTV. Everyone that matters. Yeah, I like that guy. I'll check him out. My dad used sarcasm, but it didn't, it, it didn't work. I just went around thinking I was a genius. Ah, it's hysterical. So uh, physiological punishment is better than a spanking, huh? Huh? Physiological punishment? You sound, uh, you sound insecure about spanking. You see that a lot. When it, whenever you you say spanking isn't good, people f spiral. They're like, "Well, you, well, you fucking just we're talking here. We're just talking. Everyone's talking. Calm the fuck down." So it's not psychological. I don't know. Maybe it is psychological um, punishment. But yeah, when you get hit, you get cortisol releases, and it's a forceful act. It's it's a forceful act. And I'll tell you a story about me and Amy. This is uh, a big reveal that easily could be used against me by my enemies, but you can't think that way or else you can't say anything fucking true. So we used to fight a lot when we were first together, when we were dating and it would get to the point where, uh, we were, we just scream at each other. We would have like passionate sex and have the best time ever. And then things would turn crazy, like crazy, crazy. We're living in LA, uh, drinking too much, going out. I was on a sitcom. She was still in, uh, at school, uh, just fucked up relationship, but we loved each other from day one, but in a fucked up way. And we grew together in an awesome way.
but she would kick kick me and shit. Like every now and then she'd just like she'd get hammered. She's half fucking Mexican. They're soccer playing people and tequila is not great with Mexicans. And so she'd like kick me or like throw shit. And so I would I'd start posturing. Like like, you know, or like I'd punch a wall. And the farthest it ever got was I I put my fist next to her, like, ah. And the first time it it worked. And then the next time she laughed at me. And I realized I had to continuously escalate for it to work at all. And that, and I wasn't willing to hit her. So it, uh, it became useless. And I, I, I see that as uh, the same principle with children where it's like, if you puff up and show like threat, you have to be willing to go. And I'm not, I'm not willing to like really do physical damage to people I love. Uh, so the threat isn't there. You know, it's like, I'm leaving. It's like my dad used to do that to me where he'd, he'd say he was leaving for, for good. My mom, you know, they've done this. And it, at first it worked tremendously. And then it would be like, good, fuck you. And if you don't really do it, and that's what I think spanking can do, like sometimes these physical things, where someone like me, I would, I would start laughing at them until it would have to escalate to like, oh, well, now I'll get a belt. And then I'd laugh at the belt. And then they'd be like, oh, you think that's funny? And it would just keep escalating. And so uh, that's why I'm against it because I don't see it working. It got to the point where me and Amy had to just get this ability of talking out our problems calmly or else we would have just started beating the shit out of each other. And I, we would have just been that redneck couple in a fucking trailer park. All right. When my parents lost control and hit me, I lost respect. Yeah, it's about control. I don't know. This is, this is uh, one of those topics. It's like the Jews. It's like people get crazy about it. I never laughed at my father's belt. Good for you, Beard Bear. That's the thing. I, I think I might be too weak for it. Like some, some people have that, that look. I know very disciplined men, like these, uh, these, these West Point type males that everything is right or wrong. You know, your bed's made at this time. This is when you go to bed. And they have a sense of discipline that I frankly don't have. And that's why I don't trust myself with um, those type of acts of discipline because I'm, uh, I'm, that, I'm an artist type. You know, I'm, I'm a little fucking run and gun. And so I'm not going to introduce my son to that level of chaos, hopefully ever, because uh, I'll see it as a weakness. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. It's over two hours. Uh, hugepianist.com for the new special, patreon.com slash WDTL. Don't uh, take any of these conversations too in, uh, intensely. And think that I'm judging you sitting there. Uh, I judge abuse of children. I don't know enough about how you're raised to really uh, make any intense judgments or how you raise your kids. But abusing children, if you take your pain and you put it on uh, the vulnerable, you're an absolute piece of shit. And I hope someday I get to do that to you because you're without question smaller and weaker than me physically. But... Who am I to tell you about your kid? I'm, I'm in this game myself and I'm new to it. All right. What else? I'm about to upload this to YouTube. So make sure you hit the like button and uh, subscribe and share it because the algorithms are not my friends. And uh, yeah, just keep wrestling with these ideas and, and comment. Comment what you think about all this stuff. And you can and be, feel free to criticize me in any way you want. It, it, just don't act like a schizophrenic donkey and be like, you're crazy. Kill yourself. You're bad. Peterson, good. You bad. No one respects that. No one cares. And frankly, it's jarring.
I'm going to pull an Irish goodbye. Oh, I can't say it because then it's not. 